You're listening to Conversations About Power. I'm your host, Lynn Coleman, and the creator of the Magnificana Method, which helps you find the words you need to express what you were born to do. In this podcast, we explore power and powerful self-expression. We all have stories to tell about power. So get ready to be inspired. In this conversation about power, I'm talking to Ellen Leonard. Ellen is a stress nerd. She knows more about stress than most people could even guess about it. She's also a business buddy of mine who I've been talking to for the last three or four years on a almost weekly basis. So we know each other really well. We've been through highs, we've been through lows. And I think you're going to pick up on this during this conversation because Ellen really opens up. She talks about her own negative connotations about power and the word power and how that has made her feel about even the idea of power. Now, because Ellen's a nerd, she went off and thought about the questions I was asking before she got to the call. And she really realized some things about herself and about her uh, conditioning And that's what she's talking about during this call. So it's a really open, honest call. Um, And, you know, I think you're going to really enjoy it. We're also going to be talking about one of our favorite books written by Mona Etelhawi. And I'll be sharing about a teenage experiment in a swimming pool. So in case, you know, some of you probably don't know this, but Ellen and I actually speak every week. So, and we've been doing that for how long? I think it's like four years. It's a it's, long it's, time. It's a it's, while anyway. So we know each other pretty well. So if you think, why is Lynn asking, you know, saying this thing or talking in this way to Ellen? It's because, because I know her well and she's used to me. So. And we're even friends in real life. Oh, <gasps> Don't tell. Don't don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone. Right. So today we're talking about a big taboo subject, power. You know, and for a long time, power has been all about power over other people. And I think we're creating a new paradigm now where it's power for each other, power to make things possible, more about empowering. And I'm really curious to find out how other people think about power, especially from your own perspective. And everybody I've asked to come and talk about power has their own perspective on it, which is the, the wonderful thing. Helen, who are you and what do you do? Such a big okay. question. Who she's, are you? She's cracking up before she starts. This is going in the right Who are you? So in the business world, I'm a stress management coach and consultant. I help people learn how to manage their stress more effectively. And I do that by either one-on-one stress management coaching sessions and also going into businesses and organizations and helping teams and entire organizations learn how to manage their stress more effectively. So that is what I do. As to who I am, I, that's a really broad <laughs> question. I don't know. I'm still working on defining that. How about we go with a little mystery? Okay, that's fine. Ellen has also had extensive experience of stress recently as she's uh, you know, updating her home. There's yes. been some, quite some events happening, including... Yes. Does anybody on the call like yeah. water in their house? Do you enjoy... Is that something like when it rains outside, 
Do you want that water to then come inside? Of course you do. So you can run around with buckets. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. not at all stressful. What um, a great game. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So moving away from water and buckets and things like that. So if I say the word power, what other kind of associations do you have with it? Oh, my God. So Lynn had sent uh, pre-work for all these interviews. She gave us a list of what we might be talking about. So because I'm a big nerd, oh, that would be maybe a way I would define myself. I, of course, like thought about this before I came on. I was surprised by what I thought about power because it is not good. It's not, is it? It's not. Tell us. White supremacy, patriarchy, colonialism, capitalism. And I, I wrote down stuff dominance, manipulation, control, imbalance. Like, I was like, oh, it's that interesting. Think about power. Yeah. And it's all that power over, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Power over yeah. others. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it, yeah. It was, it was interesting because I was like, oh, I wonder if I, how I think about it. And I guess it's not so good how I think about it. All my experiences with it have not been, for the most part, have not been great. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes as well, that's to do with, um, it's it's obviously the imbalance, how comfortable we feel with the imbalance mm. and also what position we've been in. Have we been in the power over or the power under position as well? It makes a big difference too. Yeah. And our social location, right? So like for me personally, I am a white woman living in the U.S. I'm speaking the native language. I'm a citizen. I have a master's degree. I have a partner. So like it's a dual income household. I have a lot of advantages that uh, like put me a little bit closer to power and control as it is in the U S. And so, you know, like I'm a little bit closer with my social location and, and still feel disempowered constantly. So yeah. Yeah. Despite all my privilege. Yeah. So tell me a bit about that disempowered feeling. What, what, where does that come from? You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about that and I don't know exactly how it happens. It's almost as if all these systems work in concert to have conditioned me to believe on some level that as a woman, I am supposed to do X, Y, and Z, and I am not supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And it's so interesting how I think about that. And when I like I step outside of that, I'm like, no, that, that's not right. And then, yeah, it's just, I'm going to go with interesting <laughs> instead of like terrifying, which is probably how I actually feel about it. Right. So that, that suggests you've got like the, if you were to take the observer position or the external, mm-hmm. you look at it and you think, you know, this is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But when you take the sort of experience position or actually how you experience it you find yourself thinking actually thinking these things is that I'm less than or that I I don't have as like that I don't have the right to take up space that I don't have the right to be assertive and then when I think about it rationally and I think that's mostly coming I think I tend to view my disempowerment or power in terms of me being a woman right? right and that's how I mostly come at that space. I don't know if you're familiar with Mona El-Tahawi. 
She's a feminist author, wonderful, smart woman. If you have not heard of her and you're listening to this, go Google her. Her uh, book, The Seven Necessary Sins of Being a Woman, she addresses power pretty head on. And that book was so helpful for me to give me like a language and a context for kind of thinking through these things a little bit more and like being able to have that observer perspective from these things like a fish can't see the water that they're swimming in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. You're, you're in the water. You're not like, and then when you're like, Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you can't see it if it's that close. Can you? Absolutely. Which, which bridges very nicely into a little anecdote. I just wanted to, uh, to tell that when I was a teenager and my sister Julie will remember this, she noticed that if we went swimming, then if there were men in the swimming pool, they would tend to plow through you and expect you to get out of the way when they were swimming. So exactly this concept of taking up space. I'll start swimming. People will get out of my way. That's the way it works. You, you can see it at work in the supermarket, to be honest. It works in the same way. It drives me nuts. But anyway, so it does. It really does. You'll see people... They are just going for it. And anyway, so Julie came up with this idea. Why don't we just keep swimming and see what happens and not get out of the way? Yeah, she she was tuned in at a very early age. The look of surprise and shock was really good fun. Works in the supermarket as well. We We have this thing of just somebody's taking the space. We tend to pause. Why? Yeah. Because we've learned that's the way we do it. And the fact that we're smaller physically as well, it tends to make us hold back. And I I really think a lot of the time, you know, some guys, they just, they really don't realize that they're taking up space. They're probably as little aware of it as, as we are. But it's an interesting dynamic going on, you know, that we tend to defer our space and they tend to take more space. Yeah, absolutely. And how it happens without even being talked about. Yeah. Like it's just a part of the way things work and it's accepted. And even when I see it, even though I know those things to be true, I still defer to it because I'm in a habit, like, right? Like I'm conditioned to accept it. And so like if I'm grocery shopping and I'm thinking about what I'm cooking that night and I'm not thinking about like, well, why isn't this dude moving? Like, it just doesn't like, I don't take the time to do it every single time. And would it even make a difference? Like, it's just so interesting. I suppose if we all did it, it would. Yeah, I I suppose if we did, yes, it would. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a matter of how, how, you know, enough raindrops or enough flakes of snow Mm -hmm. or the thing that make the the roof leak. Oh, we're back at the, we're back at the building analogy. Sorry about that. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. So interesting. So when you explored the word, power you came up with a lot of you know negative associations Mm -hmm. right so if you look at your own experience when do you feel most powerful okay so I'm so glad you asked this question because I was not comfortable with the word powerful I was a little more comfortable with the word empowered but the words I would use to describe when I think I'm feeling powerful where somebody else might use that language who does feel powerful, I would use the word like, oh, I felt strong in that moment or accomplished, successful, 
competent, assertive. I was able to take up space, confident. Like that's the language that I would use. And it's completely divorced from the word power. And I think that that is also like my conditioning to, to not want power. I view it with such negativity that I don't want it. That is fascinating. It's also not great. Don't worry, everybody following along at home, I am in therapy and we're working on it. <laughs> it's being actively talked about. <laughs> well, you have to you have to be aware of things before you can do something about it, can't you? I That's know. Exact, and this is such a wonderful, I mean, this is such a wonderful illustration as well, because mm. the fact that you're being open about this and you're being open about these negative associations and thinking, oh, what the hell? I'm really sort of almost like allergic to this word and why yeah. is that? And that's exactly the kind of conversation I was hoping to have about this subject because I've realized it's a really, it's a strong word. It's a word that a lot of people, um, it, it can evoke fear in people. Mm-hmm. And that's what exactly what made me think, hey, I really want to dig into this. Because yeah, like what's going on there? Yeah, and I'm so glad you're asking these questions because it really got me thinking about things, yeah. And I think as well, you know, if we are deciding that power is a negative thing, then what does that say about, you know, if we can't say we are powerful, if we can't even use the word, even imagine using the word about Mm -hmm. ourselves. That's not great. It's room for improvement. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. But even in that moment, sorry to interrupt, even in that moment, it makes me feel less powerful because it's like. I'm so uncomfortable even thinking about the term power or using that to describe my experience or myself that that even takes away my power a little bit in that moment, right? Yeah, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate that using the word power can be, it can be a very triggering word. You know, and I did wonder when I started thinking about talking about power, oh, you know, am I going to really, am I going to trigger people? And then I thought, yes, I am going to trigger people. And so I just hope that people appreciate that I'm doing this with the best of intentions. And I completely believe that when we get triggered, and I'm talking from a position of having experienced, you know, some really pretty awful things, that when we get triggered, if we react to that in the right way, if we engage with it in the right way, that that helps us heal. So. That's and my yeah. that and helps us healing, even though it may be intensely uncomfortable at that particular mm-hmm. moment. But that's looking at it from a position of having left some things behind me. But in the moment, that could have been, yeah, that could have absolutely triggered me completely. But without the triggers, you don't grow, right? So I'm not even going to ask you the next question because you, I, I don't think I'm going to get a positive answer. So the question would have been, what do you enjoy about power? But I'll ask you it in a different way. <laughs> Imagine you you mentioned several aspects about about power. You talked about mm-hmm. strength. You talked about mm-hmm. competence. You, you accomplishment. You know, mm-hmm. lots of different aspects that you could put together in one and describe as powerful. Mm-hmm. So you could also add in influential, a go getter, or whatever. How do you imagine that feeling? Honestly. Yeah. Intensely uncomfortable. Right. So we're still in the uncomfortable. Yeah. It just feels very like feeling one of those things alone. It feels okay. 
Like that feels normal. Like I do feel strong a lot of the time. I do feel assertive a lot of the time. There are certainly incidences where I am comfortable taking up space, where I feel competent and accomplished and like a go-getter. I I mean, I know you've seen that in me over the years, but to mash all of that together and call it power, uncomfortable. (laughs) I think because I don't like it. <laughs> I think we've got some conversations going up about coming up along about this. So, if you decided after this conversation, yeah, that you wanted to feel more powerful, mm-hmm. how do you think you would go about that? Have to really work on redefining and disassociating the word from my other belief systems about it. I think I'd have to work on the word itself first as a first step and kind of really work through and and to use your words, heal that kind of relationship and to say the power dynamic with power, right? Like to kind of figure that out for myself based on my experiences and who I am and blah, 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 and then move on from there and and transition how I kind of think about it. And then maybe be like, Oh, I'm a little bit more comfortable with that. And, and I think I, through doing that, I would get a much clearer definition of what it means to me with a more positive note, or even just, I'd even be more open to it if it were a neutral tone or a neutral feeling that I had about the word itself. But right now it's, it's just so like just negative in general. Yeah. So you take quite a cerebral approach to it. So yeah sort of analyzing it you know what is it I'm actually yeah thinking about the word and what do I think about that and so and then I would find a way to take action on that like I would I would that would lead to action for me I'm very much like an action-oriented person like I I want to figure something out so that I can do something about it um and so that would be my next step so I would be trying to figure okay well why do I feel that way and how is that impacting me and how could I change that and how would I really, but yeah, it would, but I do think it would take a significant amount of work. Yeah. Personally. It's not something that you do in yeah. a quarter of an hour, is it? I mean, it's, no. a, very, it's a very basic concept, mm-hmm. a very basic concept to the, you know, part of our society and how we live and how we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can look at it with so many different angles that it would be crazy to imagine you could sort everything out in a quarter of an hour. It's like, fixing your money mindset in five minutes I mean I haven't seen the offer yet but I agree and money's tied in a lot with power as well right oh yeah Mm, that capitalism mm, that all that's some stuff but I think you know now that you said that I think that a way in for me might be to explore the word empower when do I feel empowered that feels a little bit softer to me but it's still not power and I'm still it's like, not, it, but it'd be it? like a, because be like a little step because empowered is somebody is giving you, it's, it's like somebody is giving you the power to do something. Mm. So it's still coming from the it's other still coming it's from an external from, source. Yes. Yeah. It's not coming from within me Yeah, or I could empower myself. You can to be more comfortable with the word power and be feeling powerful. Yes. I'll get right on that one. So this is the sort of nerdy stuff that we talk about. <laughs> and you'll, be, you'll, you'll probably not be surprised to hear that one of the first things I did when I realized I wanted to talk about power was go off and read lots and lots about power. 
and words and what does it mean? And I spent mm-hmm. an afternoon trying to work out what the basic difference was between power and authority, for example. Oh, you know, what is exactly the difference between the two? Because there is a real difference in feeling between the two. Mm-hmm. Big, big difference. Even yes. though there's quite a large overlap in the meaning. It's That's very uh, interesting. Yeah. So it's the sort of thing that I would happily spend an afternoon doing. It sounds like the sort of thing that you could spend an afternoon doing as well. <laughs> yeah, I probably, and, I, and admittedly as a total nerd with a, a love of reading and research, I would definitely, if I were exploring this, one of the first steps would be to read a bunch about it. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say to business owners, to women listening to this, you know, who may have the same ideas and may just be discovering they have some of the same ideas about power as you just explained. So, you know, that they find it difficult to think of themselves with the word powerful Mm -hmm. would rather use another softer word instead or you know somebody who shies away from power what would you say to them I would do the same thing that I will do with myself is I ask okay where are the ways that this is impacting my business and my ability to do what I love and for me hands down and Lynn knows this well sales sales is a big one for me Um, If I don't roll into those sales calls with these companies that I know need my help, their employees are so stressed and I want to help them. And I have the resources and the skills and the expertise and the competence to help these people. And if I don't roll in there feeling strong and powerful, then that's definitely going to impact my sales and honestly has been. And so I think for, for everybody listening, think about how it is affecting your ability to do this thing that you love to share your, what you have to offer with the world. How is that dynamic, that pack, almost a power dynamic, how is that <laughs> power dynamic impacting you and, and, and approach it through that lens? Like where's the, instead of taking on, I think it, you know, eventually if you, if you have the time and the energy to take on power overall, awesome. But if you're speaking simply to your business, I would invite you to, to look at it through that lens and pick one area where you're like, oh, that's, that's the one where I'm not, that power would really help me. That's the area where I don't feel powerful. That's the area where, because, nope, I can't even say I was going to say I feel powerful in my ability to manage stress. I, nope, I feel strong, accomplished, successful, confident, assertive. I can help people manage stress. I'm amazing at it, (laughs) but I'm not comfortable using the word power about that. Oh, uh, yeah. I you're not you really are absolutely not the only one. I love your honesty about this and your openness about it. I think you're absolutely right that um, you know, and I mean obviously from your point of view, you always advise sort of like people taking achievable steps. So that's why yeah. you're saying choose one area that's yeah. having them the most impact. And that makes an awful lot of sense. And I know for a lot of people that's likely to be sales or marketing, something like that, it, it may be. Finding your voice, like being able to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, there's so it, these are the kinds of things that I hear a lot, you know. Yes. So one of the reasons I wanted to start these conversations was creating copy that was, that I felt was powerful and reflected who people are and then finding out that people don't dare to use it. Mm-hmm. So there's somewhere there's a disconnect 
Yeah. So if there's a disconnect between, you know, how people see you and how you see yourself, then you're always going to come out with how you see yourself. And that's how you're going to behave, isn't it? And we can do better than this. And the world needs us. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So fantastic. Thank you so, so much, Ellen. Before we go, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so I am not on Facebook. <gasps> I know, because as a stress management consultant coach, uh, oh, Instagram and Facebook were stressing me out. You can find me at my website, www.ellen-leonard.com. And I'm sure Lynn will link to it in the comments. Absolutely. And find me there. Would be very, very happy to. Ellen, it was a beautiful nerdy open session today great conversation thank you so so much and we'll speak again very very soon thank you lynn i really enjoyed this and thank you for for having these talks for everybody i i know i found even just thinking about this topic so beneficial so i'm so glad that you're you're discussing this because it needs to be talked about more so thank you thanks a lot bye you've been listening to conversations about power with your host lynn coleman copywriter and copy coach for coaches trainers and healers and creator of the magnificana method which helps you find the words you need to express what you were born to do you'll find all the contact details in the show notes If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe for more inspiration. And I'd love to hear from you. Meet me on Facebook or Instagram and let's continue the conversation.